Motown Rundown, we are back. It is February 1st. We're on plan on a short week here. We got some injuries. The guys are banged up a little bit. Trent, your day-to-day, how you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling great. I was telling Collins, I came home. I have a little, have some home-cooked meals, a little home-cooking. Everything's good. My parents it's are- some chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Feel, yeah. feel great. Yeah, chicken noodle soup, spaghetti, soft foods. I'm getting a lot better by the day, so that's that's great news. But I, I'm glad to be here doing this with you guys per usual. How how are you guys doing? Doing great today. Feels great. Uh, I I'll tell you one thing. This weekend was just like one of those weekends where it's like probably shouldn't have spent that much money. It was not hard <laughs> to try to do what that. What are you spending money on, dude? Well, like, what does there do right now? What are you spending money on? Have you? There, there's never been times where you're just like, you know what? It's two in the morning. Let's get McDonald's. And you just, you, for some reason, you like don't go on a dollar menu. You're like, give me twenty <laughs> spicy McNuggets. You give me two it. plain cheeseburgers and a large Coke. You've never had one of those Rabs? I plead the fifth. Hey, yeah, by like, the way, listen. listen to this spicy. I get the spicy nuggets. There was two spicy nuggets in it. The rest of them were regular nuggets. Like, you what is that? Back? Send it back. Well, I didn't. I wasn't looking in the back. I'm not one of those guys. I don't check my order. Yeah, yeah you're right sitting after. at the window. You're sitting at the window for five minutes after you get the bag, checking the order. <laughs> well, but if you've been to the East Lansing, like McDonald's, like the drive-thru, it, you're not, it's not like you're getting it in the drive-thru window. It's like, hey, sir, can you go park in that space? And you're like, I okay. Hate that. There's nothing yeah. when they tell you to go pull up. It's like, how about you just get my food ready and hand it to me through the window? But It's a shame I can't go inside there. Just sit on the second deck and just just get the view of Eastland while I eat chicken nuggets. By, by the way, I got a, I got a Snapchat from my buddy who doesn't even go to school at Michigan State, goes to Michigan over the weekend. And it, it's Yuck. a selfie of him with his arm around Ryan Collins. And it says, what up, Trent? And I'm like, what the <laughs> really? Like, yeah, I swear to God, I, TV, the Granville, I don't know how big of a school Granville is, but like every person who go, goes to Granville, who goes to Michigan State, I think I've met. And they're saying, oh, you know Trent, Motown Rondon? I'm like, yeah, I know Trent. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's – And they're, they're saying, oh, we got to send him a snap. TV will love it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. That made my day. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, um, believe it or not, gentlemen, I have to I, – I probably should have fact-checked this before I came on the podcast today. Oh, but if boy. my records – I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but if my records do serve me right, I believe that today – is the 100th episode of the Motown Rundown. That is correct. That's correct. You I don't know. know. I don't know if that's no, true. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's almost like, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I would say it's ironic, but for as, as big of a group of Matthew Stafford fans in the world, I don't know if there's any bigger group of fans than, than us here in the Motown Rundown of Matthew Stafford. And our 100th episode is going to be spent today, uh, talking about him parting ways with the team officially so i guess a little life comes at you fast that's a life comes at you fast moment i don't know what i was trying to get at there but um that's kind of what i'm getting at but i again i don't know i'd have to check back and listen i don't know if we have the numbers correct i don't really feel like going back and counting each episode but for all intents and purposes i think today is the 100th episode there you go it yeah, feels like so, as much as it as much as it feels like that we like I, I like a hundred like wow it's a lot of episodes. I feel like there's been a lot more. Like we've been doing this for what two three years. I well, mean, like yeah. But for there was like a like a couple month period where I mean we all used to go to Green and White when you and Julian did it though. So that like kind of feels like that felt like Motown rundown. It's like that's true. Yeah. Plus we used to not do the Motown rundown during the summer. I feel like because. We just took for granted that we had the studio and didn't realize. I don't even think anyone knew what Zoom was back when we were uh, yeah. still in when I was still in school. So, um, but either way, we'll just we'll just run with it. One hundredth yeah. episode. So whether it's your first episode or if it's your one hundredth episode, Rabs, for, for this here. episode, cool. like the the picture that you like put out with the podcast, like link on the Twitter, it's going to be a, like your face dropped on Wilt Chamberlain's a hundred. Like that little piece oh. of paper that needs that's what it needs to be. <laughs> I, I I'll I'll have to uh, watch a couple YouTube videos on how to work Photoshop, and then I'll uh, I'll work on that. What were you saying, Trent? I've cut you off six times today. What were you? Trent saying? gets cut off more in this podcast than anyone ever. Oh, I was gonna say was everyone. It's me every time too. Our one hundredth episode. It's okay. I'm I'm the I'm the runt of the litter here. 
the, our, our Matthew Stafford episode, our thank you nine was episode 99. And I realized that when I was posting it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever. Get emotional. Sometimes the stars align. Every yeah. now and then. It is, it is sad that we have to celebrate episode 100 by talking about our probably our favorite athlete to play in the city no longer being. Well, hey, let's, let's I mean, like speak this. for yourself. I don't know favorite athlete. Let's relax there. He's, he's mine. But let, let's flip it like this, all right? Let's say our 100th episode right here tonight is celebrating the future of the Detroit Lions as they look forward to prosperity and, and many riches and many NFC North banners and many yeah. <laughs> as the Lions have now officially committed to the rebuild and Jared Goff is going to win MVP in 2022. (laughs) I'm kidding. If you think I'm serious, you haven't even scratched the surface, but we'll get into all this later. I assume Uh, Rabs, I'll I'll just let, I'll let you run with it because you're the host. You're better at this kind of stuff. Well, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap it here. Uh, obviously, I said short week for us because we came to you in a bit of an, we say emergency podcast, even though the emergency podcast came a week after the news broke, but I digress. Um, we came to you on Saturday, episode 99, as Trent said, was when the news broke that Matthew Stafford and the Lions had agreed to part ways and in typical Motown rundown fashion, the news that it becomes official actually happens a day or two after the podcast was posted. So here we are again. We're here on a Monday. Like I said, it's February 1st. Uh, we can now officially say that Matthew Stafford will not be the quarterback of the Detroit Lions next year because um, obviously the news broke whether it was yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. Matthew Stafford has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, a 2021 third round pick, a 2022 first round pick, and a 2023 first round pick. Now, I had some mixed emotions when this trade came across. I think I will I will say the knee jerk for me was I saw the size of the package, which that might be a tough – if we were on live radio, that could be a tough drop <laughs> that you guys would have to play to, to play for me uh, in the coming weeks. But I saw the size of the, the draft return package, and I got pretty fired up because I think that when you're reading all these things about what you're expecting in return for Matthew Stafford – you're just kind of hearing like, yeah, best you'll get a first round pick this year and maybe another late round pick or a mid round pick, day two pick, whatever it may be. So um, to me, initially seeing the first round pick and then you get a second first round pick, I was over the moon, which was which it was my initial reaction to that. Then you get into it a bit deeper. And I know we were texting back and forth and Collins, you seemed to like it. Trent, you had mixed emotions. And then I think it, I, I slept on it. And I believe the next morning I texted you guys and I said, I think they might've pressed on this. So I have a lot of thoughts to kind of get out what there. What does love- mean? I was confused. I didn't know how to respond to that text message, to be honest. Yeah, maybe they just, maybe they just got a little excited. They jumped the gun. I think I, I there was this momentary part of me that was like, I think they might've panicked and just thought that we saw this, we saw this, uh, we saw this trade offer and they jumped on it versus maybe hearing out what was left on the board. But what the kicker is today is that all, I don't know the, the validity to this or not. I don't know who gets this information, but there's been all these graphics and stories swirling around the internet today of what the other packages were that were offered after we can break those down in a bit but before we get into all that and i obviously have a lot more to say about my thoughts on the trade but i'll turn it over to you guys um thoughts on the trade what were your initial reactions like it hate it love it whatever well i i then listen as i do usually on monday morning it's like podcast like day like the lore like every national podcast or whatever like is on a monday morning for me so i got like eight of them while i'm doing school that i'm listening to I'm, I'm listening to Russillo and he's kind of like the one thing that is like kind of sketchy for this Lions team is that like the Rams really wanted golf gone. Like they really wanted him gone, which I, I, I mean, you can say what you want. Like I've watched, I mean, we've all watched a lot of Rams teams because they're, they're one of those teams on the West coast who got a lot of primetime games the last couple of years. I don't think golf is like a top 10 quarterback or like special but I don't think he's bad. And, and I think the like whole thing, it's like midvays made golf. Like I, I believe like some of that, I, I just, I, I don't, 
I, I, I really like the trade because you did a third rounder this year. So you build up a little bit more depth in Dan Campbell's first year. And then you got two first rounders coming in the next two years, which will probably be mid round to late round. But like, you never know in the NFL when you, when you trade like two years ahead, you know what I mean? Like, did, did you think San Francisco was going to have the 12th pick in the draft this year? Did you know? Like there, there's certain fluky years, like the lines could get like, people are going to be like, Oh, it's going to be a later pick in the first round. It, it might not be like things happen in the NFL. So getting that first round, two first round picks and a third, I, I was very impressed with, and you get golf and I get his contract is not great. And the production and the turnovers are not what you want to see, but like, if he turns out to be something in a different location for the Detroit Lions, that becomes an asset. I'm not acting like this guy when the Lions rebuild is complete is going to be the guy at the head of the helm. And that I, I don't even think this means they don't draft a quarterback this year. Like taking a swing at golf, I don't hate it. It's kind of it's it reminds me of an NBA move to be honest yeah. because the because the Lions set those extra pits because. LA wanted to get off golf's money and Stafford's cheaper for them. It, it really reminded me of like something that Brooklyn Nets used to do when they were, had like zero assets sort of like, we'll take your bad contracts if you give us draft picks. So I like the move. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. For me, it was, you know, knee jerk reaction. You guys know what mine was. Wasn't great to say the least. And here's why, because on the surface for me, it looked like Brad Holmes, you know, your new general manager who was of course, you know, the personnel, whatever XXX, whatever his title was over in LA, you know, he was instrumental in drafting Jared Goff and he was instrumental in, you know, putting that team together. So then for him to just come over here in his first major move seems to be like it's in cahoots with LA that to me didn't sit well, but I slept on it. And, and, and like you said, Collins, I didn't hate the Jared Goff move because of Jared Goff. I liked it because of the NBA-esque value to it. Like you're, you're taking on a bad contract. They throw in an extra first-round pick for crying out loud just for you to take on that contract. So there's incentive there. And then I think, you know, Jared Goff, you're exactly right, Collins, I agree. That doesn't rule out the possibility that the Lions might still take a quarterback at seven. In fact, I think they still will. And the only reason I say that is because I, Jared Goff is such a low risk, high reward situation here. If he doesn't work out, you can get off him next season for about, I believe, $10 million. It's a pretty cheap cap hit because the Rams already paid all the signing bonus or whatever. And then mm -hmm. you move on. And if he does work out, he's 26 and you can maybe look to build around him a little bit. And we know now what Dan Campbell can move on. Like you yeah, can move them too. Exactly. They, they can move them to a team in the middle of the pack, whatever. But I also just, you know, we're going to cover this from all angles from the Lions perspective, but from the Rams perspective too, I want to just quick say a piece on this. Matthew Stafford, I don't know if you guys saw, instantly changed the Rams Super Bowl odds from ninth to sixth best after this trade for next season. Everyone is buying into the Rams. I think, you know, uh, the Rams to win a future Super Bowl had to have been the first or second most popular Detroit sports bet of the weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of Lions fans are going to the bank, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford knowing what they got there. That team, the Rams, they probably got the best or second best defense in the entire league. You've got two of the top five defensive players, the best defensive players in the entire league. You got Sean McVay, who probably is the second best offensive coach in the league behind Andy Reid. And you could even make an argument he's number one, given, you know, what he's worked with compared to what Andy Reid has worked with. The list goes on and on and on. Jared Goff at some point was a little handcuffed, right? You get to one Super Bowl against the Patriots, you only put up three points. Matthew Stafford will get it done more than that, more than that, at least, you know, should they get back there. And I just think that the Rams made this move because their eyes got huge. They're looking around their division. They got Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Kyle Shanahan running the San Francisco with rumors that, you know, Deshaun Watson's going to end up there. So that's a great move for them. And it's a great move for the Lions. And Rabs, this is where I want to move into this. If you're cool with it, is the other the other deals that were offered for the, for the Lions to take here, because this adds to my comfortability with the whole thing. Uh, you know, you sleep on it a little bit, and you see that the Rams are the only team to offer two firsts. Collins, we talked on Green and White Report about how you know two firsts is more of a more of a possibility than some people think, but the Rams are the only ones to offer that. Washington offered number 19 overall in this season's draft and a third uh, round pick. Uh, that's not a great offer, obviously. Uh, Carolina, number eight in a late-round pick. The Patriots, what a joke. A second-rounder and a player 
like I'm not quite sure. Well, they, he wasn't going there anyway. Well, after I, that I, I know, but what, what, what the hell does Bill Belichick think he's doing? Like, you're going to give us Chase Linovich in a, in a second-round pick? Like, what, 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 do you, what do you think? I don't know, whatever. And, hey, Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick two years ago. You should take him. He's the yeah. worst wide receiver in the league. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bill. But yeah. the, the thing for me is just, like, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers were one of the hottest teams, you know, in this whole thing. I, I heard that they didn't even officially make a deal. Uh, they didn't make an offer. And the Colts, you know, I'm not quite sure how good their offer was. Whatever. The bottom line for me is the Lions took the best offer on the table. That was the Rams. And initially, I didn't love it just because of the optics of it and Brad Holmes. And you got to wonder what's going on behind the scenes. But look, Stafford is set up perfectly in L.A. right now. And the Detroit Lions have a lot of draft picks going forward. You just have to hit on them. That's the biggest key. My dad's been saying that for like three days now. You just got to hit on the draft picks. It doesn't matter. It counts. You're exactly right. It doesn't matter if it's 12. It doesn't matter if it's top five. It doesn't matter if it's 32nd when the Rams win the Super Bowl. You just got to hit on those draft picks, and that's the biggest thing. And that's how the Stafford whole, you know, legacy package is going to be looked at down the road. I kind of want to break this down from a couple different perspectives. Number one, just because I love the guy, from Matthew Stafford's perspective, I mean, as I think, Collins, you kind of alluded to it, uh, you find out today that, that he said that he, under no circumstances, wanted to go to the Patriots. Um, I believe, too, he shook his head no at the Carolina offer, which I think was their first round pick this year, which is what, like eight or 10 or something like that, or it's somewhere in the top and 10 we, like that. And an alliance probably would have took on Teddy, right? You would assume that. I, I would I would have to imagine, um, but but either way, I think, I believe, for whatever reason, Stafford, as I was reading today, shook his head no on that. So, um, you kept hearing for a couple of days here leading up to this trade that the Rams were warming up to the idea of Matthew Stafford, just as Matthew Stafford was warming up to the idea of the Rams. So for the Rams, I mean, Sean McVay is not a guy that really, I don't want to say he doesn't care about his draft picks, but he's fine with, with letting those walk. If he can get a guy like Matthew Stafford, that's well, just you kind know, of how you know he's last run the show. It was their last what, like 16 or 17. It was Jared Goff in 2016. Yeah. So exactly. So it's like they're, you know, they're, they probably had to deal with smile on their face. Um, so good for Matthew Stafford uh, to go live the lifestyle in LA. I mean, he's going to get to still play indoors. Um, and as you said, Trent, he goes to a team with a terrific defense with a pretty solid offensive line. Their left tackle, well, like Andrew Whitworth is his name, I think, probably a future future Hall of Famer. Um, Cam Akers in year two. He's got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup to throw to. So I, I couldn't be happier for the guy to go there. And you're right, Trent. They're, that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender now. They play in an impossible division over there with, with the teams and the quarterbacks that you just named, but they still find a way to, to be relatively dominant. So – Good for Matthew Stafford. The, the, the one of the other things that I shook my head at, as you were kind of saying, Trent, is we just got done with criticizing the GM that was Bob Quinn of, you know, shaking, shaking his old team's hand and like making trades with the Patriots or picking up former Patriots. And just, it, there was a little bit of like a weird taste in my mouth to see Brad Holmes go right back to his old team and A, go get Jared Goff as if he has like something to prove of like, Oh, I drafted this guy. I'm going to make sure that he succeeds. And two, like, Oh yeah, my, this team gave me so much. and such a great opportunity. We'll go give you Matthew Stafford. So once that kind of got out of my mouth and I got to look at the, at the actual trade itself. And I mean, you said it all, Trent, if, if you take the time to go read what these offers were, and again, I don't, I don't know how, how realistic, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. So you know, to hear, for example, that the Colts weren't offering their first round pick this year. Well, okay, well, miss me with that. And to hear that the San Francisco 49ers never made a concrete offer because they weren't really set on turning the page from Jimmy G. Okay, well, like, see you later. He didn't want to go to Carolina, didn't want to go to New England. So as the list gets narrower and narrower, it just seems like from the, if you look at the density of the package, this seems to be, in my eyes, the best or most lucrative offer that you could have had. And I say that being twofold in the sense of, number one, you're getting two first-round picks. Now, I will say, would I rather have the Carolina Panthers' eighth overall pick? Would I rather have the Denver Broncos' tenth overall pick this year? 
Yeah, I would, because in my eyes, in 2022 and 2023, do I foresee the Rams as being a three-win team? No, I don't. So those picks are probably going to put you towards the back of the first round. It is what it is. You get the third rounder this year, and a third round pick ain't a fifth or a sixth round pick. It's not a first round pick, but it ain't a fifth or a sixth round pick. So I think from that standpoint, uh, you did a great job with acquiring draft capital because that's huge. And as you said, Trent, you got to hit on those picks. Now the kicker here and, and where the eyes all come to obviously is Jared Goff. And I think that the best case scenario for whatever trade they were to do, whether you trade with Carolina and you bring back Teddy, whether you trade with San Francisco and you bring back Jimmy G, whether you trade with Indianapolis or bring back Cole Set. I think best case scenario on any of these trades that you did was that you would bring back a serviceable quarterback that could play for the next year or two. So you at least were being competitive in some games. Now I will say in comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo and Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke or whatever quarterbacks were on the table that were potentially going to be brought back. I think you probably got the best out of the bunch when it comes to Jared Goff. So my attention now turns to the fact that very shortly after this, that this trade went down, you heard that whatever, however it came out about how Jared Goff told the media that Dan Campbell told him that, that, that you're our guy, you're going to be our quarterback of the future. Now for a guy that has four years left on this deal of this contract that was being looked at, as you guys said, as a liability for the Rams is, is and not so much an asset as the Lions looked at Matthew Stafford as an asset to trade, which he was. Now, with that being said, I mean, is it a bad contract? Ah, he hasn't played up to it. That's for damn sure. But the, the my reason of concern now when it comes to Jared Goff is that when I hear Dan Campbell say something like that or Brad Holmes bringing back the guy that he was pounding the table for in, in, the, in the war room for the draft, guys, I – I don't need Jared Goff to be the quarterback here for the next four years. Now I understand that based on the way his contract is structured, as you said, Trent, if you cut ties with him after this next year, I think there's like a, whatever you said, a $10 million penalty, whatever that may be after two years, you can straight up release him with no penalty. Now I don't believe that. I don't know if that's in the plans for the lions, but from all these things that it sounds like on the surface, it sounds like they're committed to Jared Goff. Now, I don't know what else you tell a guy when you bring him in here other than like, hey, man, we want you to be a part of the future. Now, I would hope that Brad Holmes is more concerned about his job and the success of this team versus helping out the guy that he drafted and understands the fact that is Jared Goff a franchise quarterback so far through X amount of years in the league? No, he is not. And do I necessarily believe that now they'll go out and get a quarterback this year? I really don't. I there there's there's really no part of me that thinks that at seven they're taking a quarterback now because your urgency to draft a quarterback has completely decreased now that you had Jared Goff here, who is not a bad quarterback. He's an average at best quarterback. He's uh, yes, he's been to a Super Bowl with a tremendous team that the Rams had when they played the Patriots, but that's not to diminish Jared Goff's talent. I just don't think he's an upper echelon quarterback in the league. Now, with that being said, if the thought process is that Jared Goff is going to play a year here, and then you draft a quarterback and reevaluate and allow Jared Goff to groom him for another year, and then he'll take over the reins. I'm totally fine with that. I'm fine with Jared Goff being the stopgap here for a year or two, and then you move on. Because we were talking about, like, maybe you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick as a guy that plays a year here just to stop the bleeding. So I'm fine with that. But I just don't believe now that at seven, your eyes turn to a quarterback. And I don't think that you need to. And that's not – Do you want I, them to? I, I, I would, yeah. I, I would rather of them in a perfect world they get, like I said, they get another first-round pick for this year – which is one of my main gripes with this Rams deal, even though they don't have a first round pick this year, but I would have, I would have preferred them 
get themselves in a situation where they were acquiring another pick for this year. And then at seven, if Zach Wilson's the guy, you take Zach Wilson. If it's Trey Lance, you take Trey Lance. And with your other pick, you go linebacker, edge rusher, or wide receiver in a perfect world. So now all I'm saying is before I get off my soapbox and turn it back over, I don't think taking a quarterback at seven to me this year, unless you love the guy, unless you think, Hey, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance is our guy of the future. Jared Goff is going to be here for two years to mentor him and groom him. And as soon as we can cut ties, he's gone and we're moving on. I'm fine with that. But I just have this weird feeling now based on what I've read about what was said to Jared Goff that they want Goff to be the guy here. And my hope is that if he doesn't have a good year this year and he doesn't have a good year the year after that, you got to cut ties with them. So I just think that your urgency to draft a quarterback, right, wrong, or indifferent, which in my eyes would probably be wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent, your urgency is dropped to draft a quarterback until maybe you come back next year and see that, wow, we only won four games with Jared Goff. The team stinks. Let's go get JT Daniels. Let's go get Howell from, from North Carolina. And then you give Jared Goff one more year to groom the guy. And then, and then Goff's out the window. I also heard that the Rams were looking at going after Aaron Rodgers too. So I don't know. I, I, I think when, when you look at it in the totality of things, you're bringing in a quarterback that can play. It's been to a Super Bowl that has playoff experience. Do I think that he's going to put up MVP numbers with the Lions? No, I don't. Do I think he should be the quarterback of the future? No, I do not. But you get good draft capital. You get a guy that can play. Now, am I bitter that they're not going to get a quarterback at seven? Yeah, because I don't think, one, you should because you got golf. And two, you don't really have the means to do it when you could be taking a wide receiver or you could be taking a guy like Micah Parsons that's going to help your defense immediately. So that's all I have to say about that. Well, let me say this because I want to – this is something that I brought up earlier and I don't think I did a very good job of like reiterating how I feel about this. I think the whole golf deal is a very low-risk, high-reward situation. And what I mean by that is like, look, Dan Campbell telling him you're a part of the future, that all sounds nice. I don't buy it really. I mean, I think, I think he's obviously trying to keep him happy and at bay right now because you saw what Goff said. He said, I'm happy to play for a team that appreciates me. And it's like, okay, well, we'll see, you know, week two. Like, dude, you want to do a Super Bowl, man. Like they drafted your first overall. You went to, what are you, what are you talking about? Exactly, exactly. So what I'm saying is week two in Detroit, if you're not performing, we'll see how much the fans appreciate you, but whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to say, I think he's keeping Goff at bay because I think Rabs, you can still take a quarterback at seven. Look at how many situations we've had. This is just over the last two or three years. You had Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield. You remember that? I believe it was about week five right. or six. All of a sudden, Baker just starts. He wasn't going to start that entire year, really. Tyrod was going to be the guy. Uh, you know, this past season, Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, same situation. Guy goes down. You don't look back. You put in your second stringer. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tungavailoa. Like, all this stuff, it happens. So even if you're going to quote unquote groom the guy for a couple of years, if that's your plan and, you know, Jared Goff either gets hurt or, you know, which, which is not out of the question, by the way, he's a little injury prone a little bit. He's definitely not tough as nails like Matthew Stafford is, by the way, everybody get used to that. But whether he is going to, going to get hurt or if he's not performing, then you can throw in your seventh overall pick. And I think one of those guys will be available there. I don't buy all this stuff. You know, I saw something like the Panthers might move up to three, and try to pick like Wilson at three or something like that, or, or uh, Fields, whoever's available. But whatever. My 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 thing is just I don't think it's a very high risk to bring Goff in, and that's no secret. We've all kind of harped on that now. But I still do think picking a quarterback at seven is on the table. And guys, one last thing I want to say, and Collins, I think you might have something to add about this. I, I think Jared Goff, you can win with Jared Goff, no doubt. There's a way you can win with Jared Goff, but the Detroit Lions, it doesn't look like are going to try to go in that direction. But I will say this, you might see a little spurt here in the first like two years here. And it might get interesting to see what the future of golf looks like, because his best season was obviously that 2018 Super Bowl run where, you know, he had Todd Gurley playing at an MVP level. You know, he had Sean McVay calling his plays and everything was great. Right. And he made two Pro Bowls back to back. By the way, that's just how stupid the Pro Bowl is. Matthew Stafford's made one. Jared Goff's made two. It doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. So now what you have here in Detroit is you have DeAndre Swift. You have signed Anthony Lynn as your offensive coordinator who likes to run the ball a lot. And then you can make Jared Goff just tee off on third down 
play action, that kind of thing, because you still do have a Pro Bowl tight end and TJ Hogginson. I'm assuming the Lions are going to tag or pay Kenny Galladay. So, like, it might look pretty flashy here at the beginning. I don't know. I just want to throw that out there for people. But regardless of how well golf plays, I don't think we're going to know anything really clear about his future in the city until 2022, maybe. Well, I, I mean, if he's – the whole thing I was like, if you want him to draft a quarterback, I, I was up in the air about drafting a quarterback the whole time because the whole thing is like, oh, if Fields is there, I don't think Fields is going to be there. I think it's, it's going to be like, do the Lions want Trey Lance? And I don't want the Lions to take Trey Lance because I just think that's a big risk for a guy who has minimal like time in big-time college football. And I, I can hear Mel Kuyper and Todd Machay talk about how good his tools are, and he might be really good, but I just don't trust the Lions with a guy who is just like – if you're driving a quarterback for the Detroit Lions, I expect him to be like the peak of the peak. Like he, he they can't screw him up. Because the Lions would probably screw up Trey Lance. That's why I kind of brought that up. But when we talk about golf, like he only scenario he's actually the long-term solution is this year he's just awesome. And say the Lions like somehow go eight and eight, which I don't think is possible because I think this is a bottom five roster in the NFL as it's currently constructed. And we talked about hard as hell. I mean, yes, like- and, and I if. Me and Ravs have actually talked about golf a lot because it's kind of funny because Ravs is like, imagine if Stafford was on the Rams. This team's like, we're going to figure out actually how like big of a difference it is. We are, Ravs, we are. And, and what everyone says, I mean, is that golf is a one-read guy and stuff like that. But, like, he's not a guy like Trubisky where you're like, he just, like, he can't push it down the field. He's checked down. Char- like, he can make some really, really good throws. And I know that the Rams, like their offensive scheme is just light years ahead of anything that the Lions probably will have on the field that year. But I'm just saying, like, he's not horrible. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, well, let's roll the dice on this guy for two years, which I right. I don't know if I agree with, because I don't like, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you're probably like Jared Goff, unless he has a historic defense and like a historic run game and a historic, basically offensive line and one of the best head coaches in football. Like, there's a lot of things that have to happen for golf uh, to, to be in a really winning situation. You have to have really good coaching. So we'll see with Lynn and see what he does with him and, and see if Dan Campbell sticks to his word. I still I, – I, them drafting a quarterback is not out of the question. It really isn't. I, I don't think it is. I don't think they shut the door on that option completely. I hope they don't, but I, I don't think that option's out of the question. But, I mean – for Stafford, I haven't really talked about Stafford, the Stafford side of it. For Matthew Stafford, like, you have to be, like, refreshed and stuff and, and all that. This is, like, the next two years, like, if he doesn't get it done, like, done, done in the playoffs, like, because I, I think his career, like, his legacy as a Lion and just as a guy in the NFL, like, you guys were talking about, like, his numbers are, like, Hall of Fame like quality, like they really are. Like you've really looked at them regular season wise. Say he goes on two postseason runs, like they they go to an NFC Championship. Say they get to a Super Bowl, doesn't he have to win one. Like it's just gonna validate what type of player he was. So I I, I hope he's successful. I really do. I, I I I'm very interested to see what the Rams do going forward because they've made a lot. They're they're all in. Like they they. I, for some reason, I, I always tell my buddies this, that the, I think the Rams are cheating the cap because every other day you'll randomly just hear, oh, the highest paid defensive line, the highest paid cornerback, the highest paid like slot receiver. I'm like, where are they getting all this money? I don't understand what's going on. But, I mean, I, I really like the move for the Lions. And, and partly, Ravs, I kind of – the one thing I do disagree with you is I'm happy it's not a first-round pick this year. I really am. And, and I, I understand that might put the rebuild a little bit like – not on hold, but it delays maybe another year. But like the point I made earlier, like you know, having that first rounder in two years, not even the one next year, is interesting to me. It really because like Stafford couldn't be, might not like be there or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot that can happen for two years, and that pick can get a lot more attractive than what I think people can. But I'm not gonna say I like believe believe in Jared Goff. But he's not going to be the reason why this team's bad. How about that? Like, he's not going to stink it up. I really don't believe that. Like, I could see him having a couple bad turnovers a game, whatever, whatever. But, like, 
he's not going to be like, this team is 4-12 just because Jared Goff. It's probably a lot of other things going on. And he, I, I think he's a perfect stopgap because I think he's young enough. If he performs, he becomes an asset and you yes. can move him. Exactly. That's why, that's why just last thing I'll, I'll, I want to pound that home counts. Cause you're exactly right. That's genius. He's, he's young enough. He's 26 to the point where if he does miraculously somehow turn a corner, none of us are really predicting that, but if he does come out in Detroit next season, cause you know, the narrative's always been that Sean McVay made Jared Goff, right? So if yes. Jared Goff comes to Detroit and all of a sudden he's brilliant, then you've got something. Cause at 26 years old, you know, quarterbacks now, hell, we got Tom Brady 43 playing in the Super Bowl. So the, the, the clock resets on these guys. And if, if, if he comes up and shows up in Detroit and balls out, then that is your option for the future. And if not, you can get, get off of him pretty easy. And I think that's just what people have to keep in mind here. Yeah. I, in, in relation to, to Matthew Stafford as, as Collins was saying, I am excited to watch how he performs in, in LA, because as you said, I, he's almost getting, it's almost going to become like a Phil Rivers type thing with Stafford. It's like the numbers are there. Like, you know, you, you believe that he's a good quarterback, but how good is he actually? So now he'll get the opportunity to, as, as much as people want to say that Matthew Stafford's like, oh, he's not a winner. Well, he's going to win a lot of games with the Rams. And I, my hope is that they can go to the playoffs and Stafford gets his playoff win and then another and they can snowball. And who knows? Like, do I – do I see Matthew Stafford winning a Super Bowl in his career? I would like to think he could, especially with the team that he's on now. So he's got a great opportunity. And Jared Goff coming over here again. I don't. Maybe I'm just I'm just naive as to what the situation was like in in LA. I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that Jared Goff was like cheated or mistreated or was like done wrong by the Rams. The bottom line is they signed him to a four-year contract extension for monopoly money. He hasn't really lived up to it because he's, he's an average quarterback who was taken with the first overall pick. So, I mean, maybe, maybe in some way this is motivating for Jared Goff to come over here and be like, Hey, like I want to prove to people that I can be the guy here and there's no well, need I, to draft I, he, another quarterback. I think he, he, this might be a hot take. I think he's more motivated than Safford is. Because I, I don't know how like you like he was a, he was really good that Super Bowl year and you can say what you want about McVeigh he the numbers like he had literally the like, top four MVP votes like that's how, like that's how productive he was the fact that they're like hey we're making the playoffs like basically every year you've been here with McVeigh we still want to move away from you we still don't think you're good enough to like take us to the next level I think that's more motivating I I, I think it's more rejuvenating for Stafford where it's just like. Oh, I got an opportunity to win right now. I think golf is going to be super, super motivated, which I, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess, I mean, we really haven't mentioned the fact that yes, Anthony Lynn is the new offensive coordinator in Detroit. And that said earlier, you know, he, he is not shy of running the ball. So if, if, if all you need Jared Goff to do is to manage the offense and like you, like you guys were saying, like, play action, third down, make a throw. I trust him to do that. I don't think he's some incredible arm talent that's going to be dropping back to pass and throwing 70-yard bombs. Like, I I don't believe he's like that at all. So it is it is going to be a bit of a – I don't – rude awakening is not the right word, but it's going to be – it's going to be a definitely a, a, a cold jock for Lions fans to Jared Goff under center as opposed to having Matthew Stafford. Stafford's been known as a comeback kid. You, you know, you're, it doesn't matter – how, how far down you are in a game, you have a chance to come back when Matthew Stafford's in the game. He plays through injuries all the time. He's banged up and he's still in the game. I don't know how much of that you'll get out of Jared Goff. So, but I think, Collins, you made a great point. This, this schedule next year is very tough. The roster is not very good. And if they're going to be 4-12 and 12 or whatever it is, it won't be on Jared Goff. So, you know, like, and that's – yeah. He's not going to be the reason they go 10 and six either that, that right. uh, from what we've seen from him right yep. now. So I, that's what I kind of meant. It's not, it's either way. Like he's not, he, he's not going to take you over the top, but he's not going to be the reason it's like, Oh, this team is own sits team. Like he'll make enough plays where I think the Lions will be like a four, one team. Yeah. I mean, I, all things, all things considered in that you, you look at, and, and again, we don't, I, I can't really sit here and say with, you know, complete confidence that all these things that we read about what the other offers were are absolutely true. 
But as I said earlier, from a just density package or from a, from a density standpoint of this package, it, it, I don't know what, what better you could have done. And Collins, you know, you make a good point. I can sit here and say, well, the Rams are going to win 12 games next year. So that first round pick is going to be pick number 28 in the draft. What good does that do to do for you? So, I mean, but even still, you have two picks in the first round. You can package those together and move up to get guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just it, – it, it sucks to see Matthew Stafford go officially. I, I really don't know if there's a better situation for him to go to. I think he's – and I was also reading, too, that – I don't know if it was Cabo, but apparently – him and his wife were in Cabo at the same the time that Sean McVay and his wife was in Cabo. So when the trade was finalized, apparently Must both nice. families met up and had dinner or whatever. So I, I, I'm happy that Matthew Stafford gets to work with a fresh young coach. There's a, a, an established culture in LA. I'm sure like living in LA, is that good? Yeah. Like, thanks. Thanks yeah. a lot. So Maybe that'll be nice. mil in LA. Must be nice. Seriously. That, that'll be a nice change of scenery for him. So um, I, I wish him all the best. The Lions do play the Rams this year. That's gonna <laughs> so, suck, by the way. That's gonna <laughs> suck so hard. I'm, I'm actually so Stafford yeah. four fifty five TDs, yeah, dude. And, was, uh, the, and the Rams are up fifty to nothing. And you're like, I don't oh know if I texted. God. I don't know if I texted you guys, but I was texting other people. Like, yeah, I can't wait for that game where the Lions lose by thirty five. And Stanford sends the game ball up to Martha Ford in the press box afterwards. Yeah. Like, hey, thanks for getting me out of here. So. I don't know. It's just, again, I, I just go back to what I was saying last episode, which was a couple of days ago. Um, it, it, from a, from a human standpoint, from an emotional fan standpoint, it is so, so bizarre. It, it's, it, it's going to be bizarre to see Jared Goff under center for the lions and to hear Matthew Stafford's name around the league, not playing um, for his team. And also thinks too, that like, I love the Matthew Stafford Rams Jersey. I like their Jersey stink. I, I like of all of all places to go. He couldn't have gone to a place with cooler jerseys. Will you get a Stafford jersey? Trump. Yeah, I will. Trump. Oh, I will. No, no. Are you kidding me? Hey, 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 hey. Listen, this is love gonna, that. This love is it. gonna come off. This is gonna come off very harsh. I have already taken the poster off my wall and rolled it up. It, it's it's dog eat dog. You're either with the Lions oh or not. God. I love him. He's always going to be my favorite and I'm rooting for him, but I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to have his poster on my wall. He doesn't play for us anymore. He's the enemy now. One thing I might do, this is kind of a scumbag slash cheap guy move. I might buy a Stafford Lions jersey right now. Just get a throwback one because he's a a franchise legend. Yeah. I'll wear it eventually. It's not like I'm going to get like. They better retire his number or honor his number or whatever they do. He'll be in the ring of honor, but it's not like me wearing a Kyle Vandenbosch jersey. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, yeah. the jersey's got, like, weight to it. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, two things I want to bring up real quick on that front. Kyle Vandenbosch that reminded me. Did you guys see what Adam Kung Su did today? He said what? nice things he about said, Detroit, which is yeah, very odd. Out, cool. out Goff, he reached out to Goff, and he said, it's a city I love. You know, good luck. Have fun. Which is, I don't believe a word he said. Why? Yeah, he was probably laughing when he was. What is he talking? Like he he, he was he one of I. He didn't have. I don't think he enjoyed any of his time in Detroit. Like he, the media got on him a lot, like randomly, very weirdly. After that whole thing that happened with Rogers on Thanksgiving, the media kind of turned on him here. I think people trying to forget that he was awesome his rookie year and his la- and his contract year. But I think people kind of forget that it kind of got ugly media. I'm surprised. I was shocked he said any of that stuff about Detroit. Personally. Well, you know, we could still love the city, maybe not like the media scene, but like, you know, the city itself. Yes, I, I don't know. The other thing I want to bring up in, in closing to this whole my 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 closing thing here is if you're a DeAndre Swift fan, you have to be fired up for why do you uh, by the way, I want to ask you, Anthony Lynn loves running the football. Did you guys watch the Chargers this year? Yeah. Yes. All they did is throw the football. Well, that that was because of Herbert, you know, in years past with Tyrod Taylor and whatever. Whatever else. They also didn't have – they didn't have Eckler for most of the year too. Yeah. No, I understand that, but I – like it, Herbert was airing it out like 40 times a game. So well, I'm very – I, I don't know where you guys are drawing this from, right? Am well, I wrong? Herbert's got that arm, you know? Like if He's nasty. I'm not saying – they should have been doing that. I'm not disagree. Right. Their offense was very good. I Was he calling the plays in L.A.? Pretty much. Okay. He's pretty much. Was he calling the plays or not? I, well, I need confirmation, guys. It's like it's the, it's that kind of like Andy Reid thing where it's like oh, 
he has okay, the so final he say. But he also was a running back too, Anthony Lynn. So like that's I mean, he's, but he's I, a unit, dude. Oh, so so by the way, on on Anthony Lynn, Trent, I, I hate that both of us have now cut you off. So save your thoughts, and you'll you'll end the segment for this. But Anthony Lynn, I watched Hard Knocks with the Chargers and the Rams. And seems like a, like a really good guy. I think he's like a, a stand-up guy. I'm sure the players like him a lot. I think he's a pretty knowledgeable guy too. He cost the Chargers a lot of games this year. Oh, like he was I, a horrible like, game manager. So, so I, you know, obviously he's not the Lions' head coach, but I mean, my God, did he cost the Chargers some games? Like, no, no, no. Like you know what? Though, no. you know bad. what? Why, why, why do we care anymore? Because he, he's an OC. He's an OC now. All he has to do is do everything he did right as a head coach, except manage the clock. And that's up, that's up to our boy, Dan, Tal- Dan Talica, Dan, Dan Campbell, yeah. and Talica aficionado. He's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, Trent, wrap us up and we'll move on. Wrap, wrap us, I, wrap us up. I thought you said you had to wrap just to, to close and then everyone oh, just that, jumped that, on you. That was my thing. DeAndre Swift. If you're DeAndre Swift, oh, yeah. you have to be fired up for 2021. Because he is going to be the—I mean, even carry on for that matter. Carry on. Can they please keep him? Is is he a free agent? No, no, he's got one more year in his rookie deal. So I imagine. Oh, okay, Lions, good. Thank you. You know, unless they cut him in camp or something, like he's going to be on the team. Adrian Peterson will not be back. So you just have to imagine that you know, if you're a fan of either one of those young backs, particularly Swift, aside from that Week One drop at Chicago, of course, or against Chicago, he's going to be featured in the offense, like. 90% of the time. And you also have to love Hawkinson and you have to love your two offensive line pieces and Decker and rag now. And this is kind of where the lions are going to build it. Now it's going to go from the inside out as opposed to the outside in with all those years of Calvin and golden Tate and all that stuff. Those days are gone now officially, by the way, Marvin Jones, whoever signs Marvin Jones is getting a real one. Dude, they need to, he needs to, to go to LA. He, he, he might to go to LA with might. Stafford. He'll be there I saw the Patriots. I saw the Patriots were like interested in him, and now that it, it's funny, like now that Matt Wide Patricia is back with the Patriots, I would just I can imagine he has no interest in, in going there. I have no interest playing wide receiver for the Patriots in the last ten years. It's just people go there to end their careers. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, all right. So that's the news on our short week here. Uh, Matthew Stafford is a Ram. Jared Goff is a Lion. We are sad. Kind of optimistic, it sounds like. So, I mean, knows, it was—it's the best they probably could have done. It, it, yeah, but it still sucks. It's not great. It, it doesn't leave a great feeling. Your the fact that they play next year made it a whole lot worse. I don't like that they play next year, dude. I'm so glad. I'm I'm so glad that they don't play at Ford Field though, because number one, I that like that would have been uh, people would be crying. People would literally be in tears with Stafford coming back at. To, to Stafford's, Stafford's doing the finger to gridiron after a touchdown. <laughs> he just turns full of heel. He's yeah, like, I never like this city at all. He just spikes the ball off of his hard hat. Yeah. Say third downtown, <laughs> third downtown, 100 mile per hour football going to third downtown after a touchdown. <laughs> he turns heel. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. Nice. Oh my right. Are we are we gonna do are we gonna do a trifecta here? Yes, yeah, it's been what, done two, in a couple weeks. Two weeks since the tri- last trifecta. You know what? I here's my here's my pitch, and I don't know whoever listens to the show. We do not get a ton of fan interaction on social media, but I love to know the thoughts from the people. I think that we should. You know how we do the Sparty Awards for Green and White Report? I don't know if you guys still continue to do that. We do. We should start. We should start doing drafts. We should start having a topic every week. And we just draft things. If they do on like Barstool Chicago, like Redline it's, Radio uh, or whatever. Mu- those are must listen to, by the way. They're hilarious. Yeah, well, let's but, let's just do that. Let's make this the no, I, I like the trifecta though. No, but try, we can they're they're not they're not mutually exclusive things. Well, or I maybe mean, they kind of, are they? I don't know what mutually exclusive really means. So, not really, I mean, I feel like we get the same banter that we get from the trifecta than a draft. Yeah, similar. So all I'm saying what? is we, we fizzled out who am I and fizzled in trifecta. Now we can Well, who that. am I who who am I got tough because like sometimes guys wouldn't prep for it and then you just like run out of me? guys. Are you talking about me? Well, no, I said some <laughs> I said sometimes some guys didn't prep for it. Yeah. Or they would, or they would say the name of the guy here before like, anyone guessed. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the trifecta. Well this I I don't hate the idea. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll brainstorm. This is for after the pod. 
Um, in, in spirit of Matthew Stafford, our official farewell, these are all three Stafford-related questions. How's that? That's good. So <laughs> number one, kicking us off here. This is a topic of debate in my friend group chat. Who is the better-looking guy, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff? Jared Goff. All right, Collins, explain to me why. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I – Stafford is not like Stafford. I feel like it's a guy you want to like hang out with. And golf is the guy who say, "Hey, I'm going to the club tonight. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna pick up like a 15 at the club." So I, if we're going from a, like, I don't know how I explain that. What Trent? What is the like barometer you're judging this on? Because I, I, oh, I, 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 I think, get too in the weeds on well. Stafford and Dolph's looks. No. <laughs> okay, it's just it's just a service level question. I, I guess it's, not much. To it. I'm I just feel asking. Like they're both you... like soft sevens. They they made thirty okay. million dollars, so it made someone like a nine. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's fair. Right. Uh, well, first of all, you have to take into consideration that Matthew Stafford is what eight years older than Jared Goff, or no, six years <laughs> older than Jared Goff. It's apples to oranges. Yeah. <laughs> well, as younger. Well, golf golf is younger, so I think his like I think his skin looks better. Matthew Stafford's also a father, so like he's, well, you know, I mean, he's Stafford looked worse younger. He looks better than he did before. Yes, I agree because I think he's actually lost some weight since he first came in the league. Like he looks a lot looks a lot more trim. A, a lot of it to to me, I think Matthew Stafford's personality makes him more attractive. Like I trust that guy. Like that's a good guy. That's the kind of guy. Like if you drop your wallet at the club. Matthew Stafford's running out the door to give it to you. I can't say the same about Jared Goff. Like Collins, to your point, you you were you were getting onto a great train there of what you were talking about. Like you go to the club with Matthew Stafford, like he's buying the boys drinks, like he's watching the no, game. With he's you. not Jared he's not Goff watching. He's Jared not going Goff, to the club. He's going to the This is my anal- This is my analogy. You okay, can add sorry. Your own. Also, how does this affect their looks? How does I'm this getting to it. Looks? I'm getting to it. Jared Goff's the kind of guy that walks into the into the club with the boys. He's like, "Yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go pull some chick from the bar. You don't hear from him the rest of the night." That's the kind of guy Jared Goff strikes me as. So, as far as who's better looking, I would do. I would give it to Stafford. I would give it to Stafford. I, Jared Goff is just your run of the mill, like whatever. Like he's like he's not. He's an average looking guy. I think Matthew Stafford to me, it's the beard. When the beard's on, it's on. It's the personality makes him more attractive. Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna go with golf. I'm just gonna go with golf. Okay, I'm also I'm also going with golf. I I just think traders. he's just a better looking. That, Not traders. Just I'm just. I, by the way, by the way, I am really gonna miss Kelly Stafford. Really? That's a yes. perfect segue, Rap. Yes. Perfect segue because my second question is: Will you continue to follow Kelly Stafford on Instagram? I had to unfollow her, and it's what? not because – Listen, listen, because, because I always watch her stories, and I can't watch all the stuff about them getting excited for the Rams. It is just so like, – it, it's like it's like sticking a knife in your heart even though you're already dead. And I, I, I can't continue to do that all offseason and then see, you know, all the stuff she shared. I'm going to have to do the same thing with Marvin Jones, unfortunately. I, I, I love these guys, but I can't follow them in the pursuit of other teams – because I get so heartbroken. So I want to ask you guys, are you going to continue to follow Kelly Stafford? I don't follow Kelly Stafford already. And that's, I have nothing against Kelly Stafford. And I like, I, every once in a while, I see pictures of like the kids and Stafford and all them doing something that's like cool. And like they have some funny stuff about Detroit. I don't follow her because it's for some reason, like Kelly Stafford, like is the number one, like rumor mill person. Like I feel like on 97 one, like if I turn the car on, on 97 one, it's just like, did you hear what uh, Kelly Stafford said on Instagram? I'm like, I don't really care. No offense to Kelly Stafford or I, I don't care. Like any, this might just be a point of my indifference on people posting on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> not, not a commentary on Kelly Stafford, like where I just really don't care. So and no, no, I know what. Maybe I'll start following her, Trent. Okay, all right, fair. What about you, Ravs? I do not. I do not follow her on Instagram, and it, it's just because all I follow on Instagram are like family, friends, and sports figures, and like sports pages. So I don't follow her on That's Instagram. All? Yeah. <laughs> what else do you want me to follow? I don't know. I'm just. What I, else I, is there to follow? <laughs> what else is there to follow? I don't like enjoy like, cars. <laughs> I don't know what. I, 
Like, are you getting at something? I don't know what you're like. What do you? I don't. I don't really understand. But, <laughs> but I, I, I love Kelly Stafford. I think she is a beautiful woman. I also okay, think that there's something that she's. Go- I mean, she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, she, she's ugly. She's gorgeous. No, she's not. And I, I, I've always looked at her as being like the first lady of Detroit because I think back to all. It's it's nice. It's nice. It's kind of nice to have like an athlete that plays in Detroit's spouse be so like active in their life and also in the city and the team so i appreciate that she was always very vocal about supporting the lions in michigan they the staff did a lot of good for the community um i also think that when i am out there searching when if if god blesses me with a nice young lady in my life who i get to grow old with i hope she has a lot of the qualities that kelly stafford has she's very a, right she's or a great mom she's very a great right or mom right. Great wife, so ride or die. Don't don't currently don't currently follow her. Going to miss her a lot, so it just it's tough. We also lose. Well, Stafford doesn't have social media either, so yeah, kind of was saying the stuff like he probably was thinking. And the one thing I did love about Kelly Stafford, like say the Lions like got screwed or something, like she's going on some rant, like she's ride or die. I love it with her with her boys. I love love that about Kelly Stafford. First lady always will be the first lady of Detroit. Okay, again, let's relax on some. Well, I'm not like Trent. Trent's like Trent's like burning Stafford's jersey and tearing posters off of his wall. No, I'm not. Such a Lions guy. You're such a Lions guy. I love it. I Trent. I love so much for you, Trent. Don't don't. Hey, I love it. Guys, the only reason why you've watched this team for the rest for your entire life is because of Matthew Stafford. Not, not true. Are you kidding me? I, I you think Trent's that? More years yeah. of watching this team. So what am I supposed to do? Just live in the past when we won nothing? I gotta move Matthew, on. Matthew Stafford is is forever gonna be like that X to me that like I'm just always checking in on like on Instagram like every like three months you'll <laughs> just see like what's like what's been posted what's going on. Like, and I'll, I'll keep, like, I'm keeping, I'm, I don't think I'll ever wear another Lions jersey that's not a Stafford jersey. I'm going to make that, I'm going to make that declaration right now with the asterisk and the caveat being that on Thanksgiving, I will wear my Joey Harrington jersey for the rest of my life. But other than that, I will not wear another Lions jersey unless it is a Matthew Stafford jersey for the rest of my life. I want you guys to hold me to that. Okay. All right, I will hold you to it. I, I will. God, I love them. Anyways, I, dude, I fuck the Lions, man. I, fuck the Lions. How how the fuck did they not win with him, dude? What the fuck? It's, I fucking hate this team. I'll tell it's you why. Worst, it's dude. Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, completely. Oh, there was like ten the years before three years. that, but oh my God. I know, but they were family. good though. The Lions were actually good. I know, I know. They had the worst coach ever. Whatever. Anyway. It's your classic shake the hand. I appreciate Kelly Stafford, everything she's done. To circle back to the question I had to unfollow her because and it is nothing against her. I just can't bear to watch this any longer. I wish Matthew Stafford well, but I'm going to miss him, obviously. So, okay, final question here. Who had your favorite Matthew Stafford take today? You know, there were a lot of takes. There were a lot of, like, like national sports figures talking about the Lions all day, and I am of the opinion that no press is bad press unless it's actually bad press. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, the Lions got talked about a lot today. So who in the notable national sports landscape made a take about Matthew Stafford that you either enjoyed or just thought was funny or what counts to go to you first? Well, I I, I don't know if you guys heard what Bomani said about Stafford, like, two days ago when, before the trade even happened, like, saying Stafford wasn't really good. I just – like – we always talk about it, and I say probably every podcast, and I know it gets old. There's just like there's no middle ground with Safford people. Like it's either he's the greatest or, but he's there. Like he's good, and I think that's been the consensus from national guys who's like, oh, if you don't th- if you think Stafford and Dolph are in the same level, like you're like that you're an idiot. Like I've heard that from almost every national pundit. I feel like, and, and, and I. I the one I, I it's probably Bamani saying that Stafford wasn't good, and he's like, you're, you're training for a guy who's like a bum. And I was like, I, I just, you just don't watch the Lions then. And I like Bamani Jones. Like you just, you just don't Fuck watch the Lions. Bomani Jones. I like Bomani Jones. Eat my Jones. shorts, Bomani Jones. I, like Bomani I hate Jones. that guy. Love I Bomani. hate that guy. What, what is that? What's, what's that guy famous for? He's on Around the Horn once a month with like Woody Page as corpse. He's funny. That's dude. what he's famous. I like Bomani Jones. Fuck Bomani Jones. 
Eat my shorts. All right, Rab. What did you hear that you like today? Well, first of all, I Trent, I got to be honest with you, man. I am at a different stage in my life now to where, like, I don't watch First Take. I don't watch Undisputed. I really do not watch any of these sports talk shows because I just get triggered. Like, I, I jet, like, Max Kellerman gets paid to be the, to be as asinine as he is. Skip Bayless gets paid to be as asinine as he is. Like, I, I just, I can't, I hate Colin Coward. I just can't take it. Like, no one, no one on these sports talk shows says things that A, I don't know, or B, that I can't come up with on my own. Like, no one has, like, this incredible insight for me. So, if anything, I listen to guys like Pat McAfee or part of my take where it's, like, entertainment. I thought, I, I watched, like, four minutes of the Pat McAfee clip when he was talking about the Jared Goff trade or whatever. And, you know, he, he was saying about how much he wanted Stafford to come to Indianapolis because he thinks he's got, he's an elite arm talent and he's a really good quarterback and he's going to get a chance to be successful now being with the Rams. So I don't know. How about this? My favorite, my favorite take on Stafford was what was said today on Motown Rundown. I don't really know if anyone else chops. Great answer. Like what, what, what are you going to, what, what is Bomani Jones who's probably watched one Lions game in his life because it was, like, on in the background at a Thanksgiving That's dinner. what I'm saying. Like that, that He's going to tell me about Matthew Stafford. That I've watched every game of this guy's career. No, it's just – that's that was my point, Rabs, that every person that I seem to, like, respect and that I kind of assume watches, like, NFL games, like, said – just like, yeah, Stafford – like, this is a good move for both teams because Stafford's very good. And you put him in a good situation – Things are probably gonna happen. Oh my Jones. He's got the nerve to call Lions fans Lions fans losers. And I know we call or at least I do. I call Lions fans losers, losers all the time. But... Because I am. Like you you can yeah, I, I sometimes stand, we like, are losers. It's yeah, and I'll be the first to tell you that. But but Monty Jones is the kind of guy that's like, oh yeah, like I don't root for teams, I root for players. Like I'm a big Steph Curry guy. Like he's like that that, that that's you're a loser for that, Bomani Jones. Because right. I know Bomani Jones doesn't have a loser for rooting for LeBron. Then no, no you can root. You can root for your guys. You can root for your guys. But the guys that are like, oh, I don't have an NBA team. And I actually, I don't mean to to, to throw too much shake. I know my, our good friend Julian Mitchell is like one of these guys, but because he's from an area that doesn't have pro sports teams outside of, well, the Rams are gone in St. Louis, but he has. The Cardinals and he has the Blues and he's not a Dude, big How about guy. Aaron Otto? Do you uh, can we talk about that? Like, actually, we Dude, don't need to talk. Good about for it. good for the Cardinals. I'm so first of all, back to my point about Bomani Jones. Before we move into that, Bomani Jones is the kind of guy that's like, I don't have a team. I just root for the NBA. I like watching good games and like this is my guy. I'm a Steph Curry guy. So, f you, Bomani Jones. Nolan Arenado is like my biggest like pipe dream for the for the Tigers to get. And I'm glad that Nolan Arenado is going to the Cardinals because are the Cardinals? Why, ever dude? Not I good? hate the Cardinals. Are they ever not good? They're the no, they're not. Year. But I just hate the Cardinals. I just can't. I hate that. I have to watch him play on the Cardinals. Me too, dude. Good for him, man. Like the he's Rockies, nasty too. I the, love the Arenado. Rockies. Had the Rockies had Lemayhew. They had Arenado. They had Story. Like they had some good pieces on some of those teams. Adovino couldn't the get Story still there. He is, right? Oh, so, yeah. 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 Couldn't couldn't get it done. So now that Arenado's gone, like that team's got a long way to go. Oh. I think I think Nolan. I didn't Arenado, understand the trade. Can you tell like someone is no one is explaining the trade why the Rockies are sending 50 million over? Like I'm you know what I'm saying? Like I'm so confused by that trade. I, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen the totality of the trade. All I saw was that he got traded to the Cardinals. I just think it's a huge baseball town. It has a great fan base. The stadium is awesome. They're always good. I think St. Louis kind of has this feeling that like Yachty's probably going to hang them up soon. Like, I don't think that their window is like closing because, but, but I think that this is a huge play for the Cardinals. I'm glad Nolan Arenado gets a fresh, a fresh look because I honestly think like Nolan Arenado is a, he could be the best player in baseball. And my, I, I, as far as all the tools mm. that he has, like arm talent, range, fielding ability, speed, batting, hitting for contact, hitting for power. Like he, he is unbelievable. He's He's maybe, I think Aaron Otto is probably the best infielder in baseball. I love it. I love Nolan Aaron. I have his Colorado Rockies Jersey. So good for him. I always wanted the Tigers to get him like that's He's, he's, he's just a big, he's a guy that loves baseball. Guy loves baseball. Bottom line. 
Sorry that we got off topic there. No, that's okay. That's really all I got. Actually, my answer to the question that uh, that I that I asked yeah. is final, uh, my favorite take on Stafford today was Colin Cowherd saying that him turning down New England had nothing to do with Matt Patricia, which is just idiotic. Just I, think not, it yeah, the, I, I think it was the only thing. I think it was, was the only say, thing. Yeah, that, that I saw like national outlets is like you don't if you don't want to play for Belichick, that's like on you. I don't like. I don't know why he would want to pay for Belichick. If it's anything like Patricia was the last four, like he has good reason, literally good reason. That was yeah, I don't know why too. everyone was dismissing that. They're like Stafford's an idiot for not wanting to play for the greatest coach ever. And it's like, I'm okay, like you understand that Patricia's there and he hates the Patricia's thoughts, obviously. Yeah. And the Patriots sucked last year. Not to, not to mention. Yeah. yeah. They have no weapons. Why would he want to go there? Right. He wants to win. Yeah. So what oh, I, did you guys? That was just your classic Colin Coward trying to dig up a. Dude, he's a he's a schmuck coward. He's an absolute <laughs> schmuck. I can't stand that guy either. Did you see the the Eagles head coach his press conference? Unbelievable. Laugh I don't even know. Me. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't even know where that he was came awesome. from. I couldn't watch the whole thing, dude. I felt I was like cringing. I felt like sick watching. That him. was awesome. That, that was so poor funny. guy, dude. That poor poor man. You know what else? You know what else I have to say. <clears throat> Robert Sala did not really impress me as an opening press conference with the Jets. Okay. So well, uh, I, I just want to we're, say we're, we're judging opening press conferences now. <laughs> hey, Adam Gates I mean, was terrible. Look how that ended up. Yeah, well, he looked like he was on, like, drugs. That's yeah. why. It's not because yeah. he was nervous in front of the media. Cracked out. Yeah. Oh, man. First impression, man. Dan Campbell. It means a lot. Yeah, our guy came out hot. Yeah. Red Hot. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, short week for us. We're going to rest up, ice up, ice and heat, boys. Stretch it out. Uh, that's going to be all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New episodes every week. Next week, we'll be back with Red Wings. We'll be back with Pistons. Uh, maybe talk Lions. Uh, Tiger sign Wilson Ramos. Don't care. Slowest player in the league. Um, but new episodes every week. We'll see you next time.